Hello, I'm Amy Fuller, two-time Olympian, author, broadcaster and proud host of the British Heart Foundation's TCS London Marathon podcast series, The Race Is On. The BHF are thrilled to have been chosen as the TCS London Marathon's Charity of the Year 2022. And in this special series, I will be speaking to a whole host of guests who are the key success of this incredible event. I'll be chewing the fat with runners and researchers, speaking top tips with the BHF support squad and finding out things like what is Mr. Motivator's favourite running song? And how does an organisation even get chosen to be a charity partner? I hope you find these interviews as fascinating as I did. And whether you're running for the BHF this year or just cheering from the sidelines, we thank you for your support. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome. In the latest episode of our London Marathon episodes, we have the honour of chatting to Derek Evans, MBE, or more commonly known as the legendary Mr. Motivator. Derek first found fame on the British breakfast TV show GMTV in the early 1990s as Mr. Motivator. Now, I remember it, so that's showing my age. Not saying anything about Derek. (laughs) Promoting health and fitness as a way of life. He performed fitness routines live on air in brightly coloured unitards, which quickly became his trademark. During the lockdowns, he was back on our screens on BBC's Health Check UK. It was after this that he was awarded the MBE, Member of the Order of the British Empire, in the 2020 Queen's Birthday Honours List for his services to health and fitness during the COVID-19 pandemic. Firstly, shall we call you Derek or Mr (laughs) Motivator? Anything you're comfortable. You can go, or you, you can go moat, you can go go D, you can get real personal and go, hello lover. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with moat. I like moat. (laughs) First of all, I absolutely love the orange vibes today. Oh, thank you. But you know, the thing is, I think we should all wear bright colours. It's amazing that when the winter months come on and everything becomes dark and drab and dreary, everyone also internalises and start wearing dark, dark colours. I don't. I wear lots of bright colours, but lots of layers, so that way I can still be warm, but I can look cool. I like it a lot. I, I'm definitely feeling the orange. I am going to go out, manifest and channel this vibe because <laughs> it's already lifted my spirit today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Firstly, why did you want to be on our TCS London Marathon support squad? You know, when I was asked to, to get involved, I, I looked at exactly what I could contribute. And I, and I felt that the one thing that, that happens with all of us out there is that when we are faced with a challenge, whether it's walking a mile or running 26 miles, um, you've really got to have a goal in mind. You've really got to work out in your head, you know, how you're going to do it and plan your course of action. And that is something that I've been talking to people about all the years and that is the importance of setting goals in your life and uh and also being proud of yourself for every step that you take you know there's no saying that for every step you take 
250 muscles work and the challenge of a marathon running is incredible i think the 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 whole thing of raising funds for other people and at the same time doing some good for you is a wonderful thing to be involved in and i think in being able to offer some kind of motivational mental support to people not just in terms of physical exercise how you should be stretching how you should be planning your route and stuff like that i think it's important that we also focus on the mental side and make people understand that the stronger you are mentally the more likely that you'll have a good time doing your your course and when you finish you'll feel so wonderful i mean i was recently interviewing a, a very well-known professor from brunel university and he talks about when you're running the first 15 minutes if you go out without any music what happens is that you focus on all the good things the good feelings the surroundings the you know everything that you can see around you but after that with no music you start to feel the pain of running you start to feel your legs and notice your breathing has changed and all those things whereas if you play music of a certain beat you then okay. run to that beat and that takes your mind off anything else and that is what might make you smile but the actual running it. thing doesn't really make you smile and feel good until afterwards so you're <laughs> going to make our runners smile are you going to be a bright around. orange or Me? are we um, going to see you in some sort of hot red uh, unitard? No, it'll be a mixture of different colours. I've actually had one made up, right? And it looks really good. It's got a heart going across the chest. Wow. And uh, we're in that and we're going to have a, a real good time. You know, I think it's really great. And I said it earlier, it's really great when you're doing something that benefits you, but other people around you benefit from it. It's, most, it's a wonderful place to be when that happens. No, it is very, very special. Um, let's talk BHF. This mm. isn't the first time you've been involved with the charity. No. Can you take us back and tell us how you're associated with the British Heart Foundation? You know, it's quite, it's quite amazing because if we go way, way back to, it was early 90s before I got on television. Um, I, it was a long journey the way I got on television because there were lots of ups and downs, lots of no's and, and maybe and you're not right and stuff like that. But I didn't ma mind. And so I was doing classes in church halls and I used to get people traveling 20 miles to come to my classes. You get 120 people in an old school hall working out. That's how I started. And, and word of these classes spread. And I got a call one day from the British Heart Foundation saying, listen, we would love to get you to go around the country talking to people about the benefits of exercise. And I said, yes, not realizing I was what I was letting myself into. And they produced these posters, which went up in these leisure centers around the country. And I would literally go in and we get crowds of people coming in and we talk to them about the benefits of exercise. And, you know, we, we focus on the fact that, you know, your heart is a muscle. And I talk to them about that. And a lot of people ignore and don't really think of that fact. You know, your heart is a major muscle in your body. And it needs looking after the same way you work your biceps. It needs looking after, right? And of all the 650 muscles in your body, that is one of the most important muscle, right? Number one, it controls your emotions, your blood flow. It makes you feel good. And at the end of the day, it keeps you alive. Yeah, I think it's so true what you say yeah. with regards to thinking about the heart as a muscle because yes. it is so often forgotten and, yes. and people focus on their legs mm. and the beach muscles and their arms. But mm. is that something you continue to focus on? 
in your key messaging? Yeah, you know, my key messaging has actually changed over the years because when I first started, the focus was very much on the physical side of exercise and that's what we had to try and engage people into, in the, you know, the importance of movement and stuff like that. But what we learned over the years is that there's so many different elements that actually keeps us upright. It's not just the physical side of life, it's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the financial. All those are pillars that keep us up. And, you know, one of the greatest one of those is your emotions. And if your emotions are in the right place, you totally feel good. You can conquer the world. You know, if you're emotionally happy, you'll work until three o'clock in the morning, have a couple of hours sleep, and you're back at work again, because that's the fuel that kind of pushes you and keeps you going. But anyhow, you're emotionally messed up. You can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't do anything. And that has the effect of messing up your financial side, your physical side, and all those elements. So when we talk well-being nowadays, it's important to get all those elements in place and get them as balanced as you can. So in other words, we're not saying to people, you need to be a size eight or you must be a size 10. That's totally irrelevant because if you Mm. look in the mirror and love who you see, right, you're in a good place. That is so, so strong. So you're saying essentially it's about balance across all pillars of your life to enable you to have a happy, healthy heart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely right. Because your heart is is is, is part of you. It's part of the, what keeps you going. It's it's as important as your brain, and you know the two have to work in in sync. And really, if you go out to run and your heart is not in the right place, you're never ever gonna succeed. You're never gonna finish that course you're on. You're gonna en route be thinking about every single thing that's negative in your life. And so, I think it's so important that what we do is we extract out of everything that's going out there. And when things are bad, we must put it into perspective. We must go. Listen, it's only a bad moment. It's not a bad life. And if you if you view things like that in your life, then you'll realize right that you know things are gonna happen. And those ups and downs in your life are really important because they're the building blocks for what makes you who you are in the end. And and so I, I say to people, listen, I don't regret any decisions I've made in my life. I don't believe I've made one wrong decision. And they go, well, how can you say that? You must have done. Uh-uh, I didn't. No, and I, I tell you, you, and I tell you why, because you must focus on where you are. If yeah. you're not in prison, you're not dead, you're not in hospital, well, then the decision you made must have been the right decision. Yeah, so strong. You know, I've, I've got a quote for you, actually. So um, <laughs> yeah. I recently spoke with JJ Chalmers mm-hmm. and he uh, was unfortunate and um, was in an explosion in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yes. And he said one thing that stuck with me, and I think this is, this is very true for those out there running can maybe relate to this, is mm-hmm. if you look down and you can see your feet, you can take another step. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your whole ethos, your mentality around the power of language you use when it comes to both motivating others and yourself is is very prevalent, but also relatable. You speak a lot about longevity, and I guess you're proof of the pudding and, and living that. Well, you know what? We're only given one life. And if you look after it, it's going to last your lifetime. So how long is that? I don't know. You don't know. In the last two years, we have, I've lost so many people in my life. So many people have, that's had to, it's had the effect of making me really kind of sit down and be thoughtful. And, and this last two years, I, it's, I feel a bit guilty because it's been the busiest time of my life. I've never been busier. And everybody wanted a piece of me. 
Now, that is a wonderful position for me to be in. And if I can spread some joy in the world by just having a few choice words. Remember, there's a great poet, American poet called Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou said this, in life, people sometimes may forget what you did. They may forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And that's always been my motto for years, you know, because the thing is, it is, if we just spent a bit more time, just when we say to someone, how are you, wait around and give them an answer. Wouldn't that be great? But we don't do it. We, we're down the road. We've gone a mile down the road. Presence and emotion is everything. I think yeah. that's so strong. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about the language that you use. Yes. And, and maybe some of our listeners can adopt um, when it comes to motivating others so if people are potentially listening to this podcast know people running whether it's their partner friend parent or they're just at one of the cheering points on the london marathon route what advice would you give to those that are on the other side supporting because that's something you've done a lot of you know i mean i i think it's important right especially in this day and age that we say to people that listen i'm i'm there for you Right. If ever you, you know, if, if at 11 o'clock in the night you can't sleep, something's really playing on your mind, you can call me up and we'll have a virtual cup of coffee. If when you're going around, right, you can see me in the car just down the road, right, cheering you on, I'm there because I really believe in what you're doing. So the support we give to people comes from our words and our actions and just the fact that they know that you're there. And even if it means that whilst they're training, you some mornings just get up with them. And even if all you did was got in your car, you know the route they're doing and you follow them around, right? That's going to make them feel so good. And if when they come back, you've got a cup of tea and a slice of toast waiting for them, that again means a lot. So those little things are really important because the one thing I can't give you is motivation, but I believe I can create the environment where you feel motivated in. And we all have that power to create that environment where someone feels motivated in. Yeah, I think support can be seen as a form of inspiration i know if anyone's ever done that to me or even i've experienced it my dad when we were training with my mum for the london marathon in 2019 um he joined us for the last nine miles and was just there on a bike cycling like a snail ready to help us at any given point (laughs) maybe we didn't say the best things to him at the time (laughs) get us water (laughs) (laughs) but just knowing that someone cares i i think means so so much but now let's internalize Mm. that when it comes to self motivation Mm. imagine you're running the marathon. A lot of our listeners will be running. Yes. How do you get through things and, and, and what positive affirmations do you use when the going gets tough? Well, you know, when the going gets tough for me and I've had a lot of tough times and you remember I talked about all those pillars that really kind of keep you up there and if one yep. is out of, out of sinking, that knocks you out. In December last year, my youngest granddaughter who was 12 died. And oh, wow. in dying what it did for all of us in the family. It really was a testing time. And it made us understand, right, how our lives are so, we have no control. No. We don't know what cards we've been dealt. But the interesting thing that came out of it, and if, that, if that's the right word, is this, is that we all learned to be better people and to be better with each other. 
And so when the going gets tough, you have got to look out for those good times that you've had. That's what, you know, for, I keep saying to people, if you feel under stress, there's a place you can escape to. And don't forget, marathon is a stressful thing. And en route, you're going to get periods, right, when in fact you feel that you can't get up that hill any longer, right? And you're going to have to find a way to get the energy to kind of just drive you on. And I say to people, if I can get you to escape from that stress and focus on something other than the running, so for example, in that photo album you have at home, there's pictures in there of all the good times you had where you escaped to, right? Those times that you had where you're on the beach, where there's someone you met, where there's like, you know, we don't put in albums things that are bad. We put in things that bring back great memory. And so when the going gets tough for me, where did I go to? My photo album. Right? And when we were going through this, uh, my granddaughter died, that's what we did. We looked at the good times. We focused on all the great things, all the wonderful memories, the times we were laughing, times we feel good. And before you know it, right, you, for some reason you've got this new fuel in your step. Right? Um, the, I, I mean, to, for me, the, the best thing you can ever do to me is to tell me that you can't or tell me no. Because that's like the fuel that really pushes me on and on because I'm going to prove you wrong. And don't forget, all you guys running, there are people who told you you're mad. There are people who told you that you shouldn't be doing this. You're crazy. You're going to feel terrible. You just prove them wrong, right? You just focus on the good times that you've had. Focus on the fact that you're going to be an inspiration to other people. Focus on the fact that when you come to that finish line, right, it's not going to just bring joy to you, but it's going to bring joy to so many people. And at the end of the day, you're just going to go, wow, I did it. That's freaking awesome. I love that little idea with the photo album and it's almost as if you can mentally scan through it yes. and take your mind somewhere else yes. every time you yes. take that yeah. that next step. Yeah. For those that are maybe struggling, that are demotivated yes. to get up, get out of bed and approach the training because a lot of the training's been done in the dark, right? Yeah, All sure. of the hard work always is done in the dark. Do you have any little tips to help people get out the door and to seek that inspiration? You know, every one of us have to fight our own battles and we're going to have demons that either they're getting out of bed or demons en route or, you know, we get down the road 100 yards and it's raining and we go, oh, I want to go back in. Right. I think it's so important, right? And the, what, let me start again, actually. The wonderful thing about running the marathon is that it's not going around the block. Because if it was running around the block, every time you passed your home, you'd want to go in for a cup of tea. So, so one of the, the best things to do, if you're just in the process of getting your mileage up, is that you know that if you go five miles in that direction, you're going to have to do five miles coming back. So going away from home is the first thing. But this, you know how it is, when you get closer to home, all of a sudden you realize you've got to go to the bathroom and it gets even more urgent as you get closer to home. That's the comfort Always. of home, right? Always, isn't it, right? Yeah. I think it's the same thing with when you're running, is that that bit coming home is always the wonderful thing to look forward to, right? That's, that's number one. Number two, you've got to make sure you've got the proper footwear. You know, there's no point you're going all these miles and don't have the proper footwear. And the other thing is about your proper footwear. Do not wear it for anything except when you're running. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Because the, the support it gives you, as soon as you start walking around in it, you're going to lose that support. You should keep ah. your trainers and make them fit for purpose. 
and the purpose is for your running. So therefore, the only time you put it on is when you're ready to run, right? And any other time, if you're walking, you're going out casually, socially, you do not wear those trainers. The other thing is your goal is important. Now, the first two letters of goal is go. So once you've written down your goal, your small steps, remember, not big steps, this is not a race that you've got to do in three hours, 30 minutes. You're not a nutter like those fast people, right? You're someone who's out there doing some good things for yourself and other people. So therefore, your goal is really important. And then use those first two letters as a thing that pushes you along and then go for it. Do you believe in uh, look good, feel good? Because you're um, definitely showcasing that motto right now. Are you making a pass at me? I think you are. I, I am, but yeah. you know what? I'm what? I'm making a positive pass okay, because right. I'm I'm thinking of footwear. I'm thinking of sort of color coordination, yes. and also for me, I've experienced it personally. When I've got something that I'm excited to wear, it, yes. it, it it's helped me get out <laughs> the door because I want to wear my new trainers to oh. the gym. <laughs> you, you know, my my problem is right. I have so many unitards. I mean, I I have caseloads of it in the in the garage because I, I honestly don't wear them. I try not to repeat them. But for me, it's how I feel when I'm doing activities. Like, I mean, I got a, picked up a cold yesterday. Did it stop me this morning getting up at uh, quarter to six to do my training? No, it wasn't on my chest. So therefore I could get up and train. So my excitement comes from when I'm in front of a hard, large crowd of people and they're moving and they're doing what I do and their smiles on their face and they're screaming on top of their voice and they're being... You know, there's no saying I have, which is when it comes to exercising with me, you've got to be weird, be silly, be stupid, be be whatever, because life is too short to be anything but happy. That's what I'd believe in. So on the day, yeah. we've got to talk about this um, fresh red unitard. Yes. You're running the warm up. Yes. What can people expect at that start line? You know, just there's a muscle that you have that you probably don't use very often because we tend to let it get affected by other people. Your laughter muscles, right? Ooh. They're going to be aching like crazy because we're going to be so silly, right, with all of it, right? We're just going to have, it'd be good music, it'd be lots of fun. We're going to warm up the muscles that do need warming up, but we're not going to stress anything. It's just going to be something for the whole family to take part in. Whether you're young or not so young, you'll find there's something there for you to do. We'll do a lot of coordination stuff, right, which is basic arms moving in sync with the legs, Right, and those are important because that's your cognitive ability. We're going to test a bit, but also we're just going to really just get you nice and warm inside where you feel warm. You feel great about what you're about to do, and that way you'll go off with a spring in your step. And that's what it's all about. That's so so <laughs> epic. Your career has been in- incredible, it spanned decades, yes. and it's seen other fitness experts mm. come and go. Mm. Why do you think you're still here, <laughs> still on our screens and still yeah. so well loved? You know, I'd, I've had that conversation with my wife many times. Why is it that I can't go anywhere? I think if you open yourself up to the public and don't pretend to be anything other than just someone who has a different job, they're going to like you. I don't want to go, I don't want to analyze what I do any deeper because I may find that there's a way I behave I don't like. So I don't want to get too deep into it. But maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that I'd always make time for people no matter what I'm doing. Or maybe it's because I just don't take anything I'm doing seriously. It's just a lot of fun. 
and and if if it's fun, I think people will want to tap their feet to the music and move their shoulders and yeah. turn their head. And and it keeps me young, you know. I mean, I, hey, come on, I'm enjoying these years of my life. I'm picking up speed as I get older, and uh, I still can do everything that every single youngster out there can do, whether it's burpees, star jumps, press ups. I do a press up for every year I've been alive, so I'll do seventeen one go. Right and don't wow. stop. Right, um, I do all those things because I believe that I need to be an example to everyone out there, and that way they know that what I've always said over the years still means a lot. My thing is this: is for everyone. I do a class, free class, every Wednesday, where we got loads of people from Down Syndrome Association who join in the class with regular everyone else so they feel a part of what's going on inclusion's really important to me not exclusion so anything i do if you've got parkinson you should be able to do it. i've got a guy who has parkinson and every wednesday he's in the class people from legs club who only have one leg are in the class we've got people who have all kinds of different condition who join me in these classes and that's where it's at with me not many people can say that they speed up with age <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the secret is to your longevity? Because throwing it back to a marathon, it's a very long race. So yes. translating that into how you've sustained such a phenomenal level of fitness as well as motivation, what's Thank the secret? You. Well, I don't know if it's a secret, you know, but I think when it comes to running the marathon, we all know we've got to pace ourselves. We all know that, you know, we know what we're capable of, right? We know it's going to take us six hours, seven hours, eight hours to do it. So we pace ourselves, right? I think the same thing with, with our lives is that in general, we need to pace ourselves. We need to do what is the right thing for us to do to ensure that we're able every day to maintain our independence. And a lot of the talks I do is to older people who just because they're 65 years of age, they give up. They almost are opening up the coffin to jump in it. Wrong. You don't know how long you're going to be around for. And the one thing you can do, in fact, the greatest gift you could give yourself and your colleagues and your family is an independent, healthier you. That means you have got to look after yourself as you get into those later years. And it's never too late. The curative power of exercise exists for all of us and for your longevity and to improve your life and make sure, right, that in fact you stay healthy. There's, a, there's no saying that a life without vitality and health is like a river without water. You know, you've yeah, got to look after yourself. You've got every reason, right, to every single day do something. Do not sit there and take your health for granted. Do not. You can do something about it. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be sad. It's up to you. You can choose to be active. Doesn't matter whether you're doing it all from a chair. You have a choice. So we've touched on briefly there how exercise and movement can help facilitate recovery. Yeah. We've also chatted about how important it is for health. Are there any other aspects that you think are key for us to continue to introduce exercise and movement into our daily routines? Well, you know what? Number one, I think we need to focus on the next generation. 
right? Because the next generation is born into a lifestyle which is very different to ours. Their lifestyle is this medium, this the computer, it's the it's the phone. And and what we tend to do as adults, we tend to actually kind of vilify them a bit. We kind of go, you're, you're spending too much time. But guess what? That's what they're born into. That's their lifestyle. And eventually, we're going to have to adopt a lot of that ourselves because we won't have a choice, right? When the electric car or the self-drive car comes along, no longer will you be using the muscles in your shoulder to turn the steering wheel, right? Uh, that That is a change that we're all going to have to embrace. So therefore, how can we embrace that and get it to fit into our lifestyle? I think what we need to do is definitely goal setting is important because as as creatures with muscles, if you have a dog, you don't leave it in the home and don't take it for a walk. Otherwise, when you come back, it would have wrecked the house. I think it's the yeah. same thing with the children and us. We need to ensure that we get active because when you get active, there's a you reduce some happy hormones, right? Which makes you feel so good, all right? I maintain always, right, that... I've been sweating and then I go and have that shower. I feel so good. But also, it doesn't just last for the 45 minutes or an hour I've been training. It lasts for hours afterwards, right? And so, you know, the endorphins, the, you know, all those happy hormones, we've got to release them. I feel your vibe, the <laughs> euphoria and the sense of achievement. Yes. Imagine that when you finish 26.2 oh. miles. Oh, 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 and you know what? Fired up. Oh, oh, you're fired up. And you'll last for days afterwards. All the memory, everything that you've seen en route, the people you've, who've waved at you, the strange sights you've seen with what people are running in, right? When you finish that marathon, you've got all those wonderful memories that you'll be able to look back on and it's going to give you joy every moment you look at it. It's the photo album of your life. I love that. Love that. Right, let's take it back because we've just yes. been to the finish of the marathon. Let's take it back mm. six or seven miles. Yes. People talk about this all elusive wall. Mm. I believe a big part of this is mental, but don't quote me on that. I'm not an expert. What I was wondering is, do you have any advice to our runners on mindset when they hit this point? You know, I think all of us are different. I mean, the, the saying is that, you know, we're all the same, but they're just slightly different. And for each person, there is a different remedy. You want to say one man's meat is another man's poison. That's how it is. So some things may work for, for me and may not work for others. But I really honestly believe in the power of music, right? And, and when you initially start running, you're, you probably don't, will never put your music on because you really want to take in the sights and the sounds. But there come a point at which you don't really want to hear anything from anybody. In fact, you don't even want to hear your own heart beating. You don't want to feel the pain in your leg. You don't want to feel the muscles of the ache. And every step you take is going to be tough and there are going to be points at which you, and you go, I can't go on. But you've got to remember when you go, I can't go on mentally, is you've got to remember why you started why did I start? I started because of the following reasons. And in many ways, we should all make a list of the reason why we are doing this right at the beginning. So that becomes our little table. And you should break it down into probably no more than six points. In fact, if you wish, you could make it that it's 12 points. But six of those are going to be you counting your blessings as to why, in fact, you are better off than some of the people you're helping. And those additional things give you a new focus as to why you've got to keep going no matter what, right? Because I think unless you 
remain in that kind of positive frame, you are going to hit that wall and think, well, I've done six miles, I've raised the money anyhow, so what the hell? No, no, no. No, we're not quitters. No, we're not quitters. We're not quitters on this podcast. No, we're not. We're going to keep going, right? And so therefore, I maintain, that's when your music goes on. That's when you put music of a certain beat. And guess what? Remember that professor I mentioned? He talks about classical music. And I've, there's some music you can get right now, like Hooked and Classics. I've got this wonderful oh, beat. Yeah. And that beat is like your heart beating. And if you, the faster your music is, by the way, the more you're likely to work to that beat of the music. Right? So if you have music which is really slow, that slows you down. But the moment the music is actually a bit quicker, you will work to the beat of that music. So you want to put some music together for your six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles, right? Which can repeat itself, but it's a, look for beats of about 100 and probably 130 beats a minute. And you can easily find it. Just put it on YouTube, 130 beats a minute, uh, classical music. You'll find it. And choose that music to help you over that hurdle that you're going to get. We'll all get it. Some may have an attempt. It may happen to some people at 10 miles, others maybe six miles. But we're all going to get it. And I think that's the way to get through it. That's really interesting you say that, and especially describing the different tempos in music. Um, I recently had a conversation with Adam Peaty. Yes. Um, and he described music as one of the biggest emotional manipulators there is and funny both of you mentioned classical music which is you know quite quite surprising Mm. I think to many but it is crazy how you can really utilize it as a tool so some phenomenal advice there yeah classical is critical Amy sorry to interrupt you classical is critical because you see with some beautiful songs we know they have words in them and sometimes those words can stir up an emotion which can actually affect you negatively. In other words, the emotion it could stir up is a memory of good times gone by or someone you've lost or a bad time in your life. And that's why if you stay clear of words, it, it makes you focus on the music and the rhythm and ways getting you going. Yeah. Okay, so now mm-hmm. I've got to ask you, as we've been asking all of our guests, yes. what their favorite song is to oh, get yeah. them up, running, easy. training, moving their body. Easy. I don't even have to <laughs> think about yours? it. What is yours? Mine is easy. McFadden and Whitehead, Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Are we going to get a little, can we have a little sing song? No, no. no? I, listen, I know my limitations, right? I mean, at the end of the day. Ain't no I, stopping us now. Yeah, You're still the, th- th- the only one. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the move Woo! you got it the words are so important and if everyone right now download that that is an anthem that can keep you going for the whole 26 miles so good so good okay and finally yeah what is your final bit of motivation for our marathon runners <laughs> oh boy you know what hey are we blessed so here's what we're gonna do we're going to think of 10 reasons why we should be grateful or why we're blessed. And we mustn't miss out the most obvious of things. Number one, you're hearing me. Number two, if you can see me, you're seeing me. Number three, you have a choice. Number four, let me just give you four life lessons that I've learned this last two years. One, I've learned the importance of having a home over my head because there's a time in my life when I didn't have that, when I was at the homeless family unit trying to pick myself up and being given a, a room where there was X amount of people sharing the same bathroom and kitchen, 
right? So I've learned this last two years about the real importance of having your own home. And there are lots of people who are around the country who don't have that luxury of having their own place. Number two, right? The importance of having food in the fridge. There was a time in my life when I didn't have that. There was a time when, in fact, I had to make a decision. Do I feed my daughter or myself, right? And it was tough, but I really believed in me. And I think every one of us who are running a marathon in life, just keep believing yourselves. You are so possible. Every single thing that you want to do, you can achieve it. And I believe that if you work hard, your considerate and kind, amazing thing ha- things happen. The third thing in my list of reasons why I need to be grateful is I don't take my health for granted. I look after myself. And everyone running now is going to gain so much by running, right? Number one, you'll put in a fitness bank, loads and loads of stuff that you can call on later on, loads of reserve energy because you give out energy and you guess what? You get it back tenfold. And the fourth thing is love. Never, ever forget love is so important. Who you love is your business, right? As long as you love them unconditionally, right? Never, ever take them for granted. And, you know, what it means is, right, that, you know, every single moment that you can remind them, just remind them of how they're important they are. And if you just take those four elements, right, of what I've learned and make them become something that you think about, right, right now, it's going to give you every reason why you should be doing what you're doing and the help and the joy you'll bring to people based on the funds that you will deliver, right? And also the fact that you'll have such a great time completing this marathon. That is so, so powerful. Smackdown. Thank you. <laughs> the end. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being so, so generous with your time and for all of the work you do to support the BHF. Thank you so much. And all of its team runners. You're a legend. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. So good talking to you. It was brilliant. Thank you. The British Heart Foundation is proud to be the official charity for the 2022 TCS London Marathon. We're raising money to fund one of the most exciting and promising fields of research today, regenerative medicine. BHF-funded researchers are edging closer to turning healing hearts into a reality. Researchers like Professor Sanjay Sinha and his team are creating a groundbreaking heart healing patch that could repair damaged heart muscle and transform the lives of those affected by heart failure, restoring hearts to their former glory and helping to save lives of millions globally. But Sanjay and his team can't do it without your help. The BHF are asking the nation to rally behind Sanjay through fundraising, donations and support on the day of the marathon to help get groundbreaking research like Sanjay's over the line even faster. If you would like to donate to Sanjay's research and help get the Healing Heart Patch over the line, then please, please visit bhf.org.uk forward slash heart patch. Every donation, big or small, is much appreciated and if you would like more info on training fundraising tips or nutrition please visit bhf.org.uk forward slash london marathon 2022 for more inspiring stories from our high profile supporters and from our patient community please listen and follow the ticker tapes on the bhf website or wherever you get your podcasts and to everyone listening thank you for joining us.